hello everyone. Uh, this is Dr. Shelley Plum. I'd like to welcome you all back to the segment of Fearless Live More. I am here with Linda Janis. Yes. And welcome to Fearless Live More. You know, we were just talking before this segment. This is a call to action, a reminder for all of us to fear less and live more each and every day. Today we've got a very meaningful and important topic. We do, we do. Uh, it's a topic that I think that we all struggle with, and that is the concept of balance. Mm -hmm. Balance in our life. And, my, and I know we were talking a little bit about this, about the concept of balance, and is it really possible to be in balance? What do you think? I don't think it is. And I think, you know, it's a really interesting um, concept, this idea of balance. Mm -hmm. One is that we should be or aspire to be in this place of centeredness and right. balance all the time. But I don't think it's possible. I think that, you know, if we stand on one leg, for mm -hmm. example, our brain is constantly figuring out how to get back into balance. That is true. And perhaps, you know, that is what we really should be aspiring to do, is to find that place, but have strategies and tools to get us back in. Because life is imperfect. Life is imperfect, and I will tell you, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest with all of you out there, I have struggled with the concept of balance my entire life, mm -hmm. and really never feeling like I was completely in balance, meaning, you know, you're balancing your personal and your professional life, and there is always that internal resistance within me that I am not in balance, and it makes me question whether balance is really can you achieve that? And does balance mean different things to different people? Well, you know, I think that this concept of balance is certainly something that is mm -hmm. out there a lot right now. We're often talking about this aspiration to be in this place of um, centeredness and, and um, being able to manage through whatever we're doing. Right. But I think it is a management that we need to really mm -hmm. aspire to. So, this idea of personal and professional lives, this, this kind of emotional modulation or regulation between the two, perhaps that is for us a more meaningful topic. I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, like I was saying, that resistance that you have when you're trying to, like you were saying, you know, this world that we live in, our lives may not be the textbook perfect, mm -hmm. but what... Who is to say what perfect really is mm -hmm. and what balance really is? Mm -hmm. And um, I wonder sometimes if I personally and the people that, that I have coached in my life, if we're setting ourselves up for failure by trying to achieve that ultimate balance. Well, you know, I think if we look back mm -hmm. during the time where women were talking about participating in personal and professional yes. everything, I think it's our responsibilities for our own well-being to step back and look at our lives holistically. Right. Most of us have pretty demanding jobs. Mm -hmm. um, we may have a home life where we have kids and, and needing to really manage all of that. How do we approach our lives in a way that's responsible for our own well-being? You know, oftentimes I see people in my clinic where they come in and they're dealing with um, physical stressors because yes. they've said, yes, I can do it all. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we can do it all well all the time. I would have to agree with that. I mean, I have friends of mine, myself, I mean, even colleagues that we're trying to balance all of that. 
and do it 100% perfect all of the time. And like I said, it sets us up for failure. And where's she at? I mean, we see offshoots of that. We see side effects of trying to achieve that in emotionally and also physically. And Absolutely. you see that as well. Well, I often see individuals who come in who are talking about um, some of the stressors mm -hmm. that we manifest. They're having problems sleeping. They're either overeating or undereating. Um, they're exhausted. Right. Um, sometimes they have stomach issues. Mm -hmm. Things show up physically for right. us oftentimes when we're not managing our experience well. But some of us have no choice. Some of us have jobs that require great focus yes. and demanding intention. Um, and also have lives where either we're looking after elderly mm -hmm. parents or, or young children. Right. So how do we kind of manage through this and look after our own well-being as well? You know, you were saying last week, yes. or this last couple of weeks, that you were right. um, struggling. Well, I did struggle. And I'll be honest with everyone out there. And I haven't told many people this, but yes, yeah, struggling with balance, developing a business, and uh, struggling balancing my professional and my personal life, uh, I tried to balance it all and was really setting myself up for failure. And I thought I was managing it but I started having physical symptoms. And what were those? Uh, it, chest pain. Oof. Yes. Oof. Yes. And for everyone here who is in the studio, I actually had it here in the studio. Mm. I was in my office, and I felt it. I, it was, I, fe I felt like I was having a heart attack. And uh, that, is a that is a panic attack. You know that. <laughs> that, that. That is often, you know, we often see individuals right. that when the stressors become... Um, where they're so connected and right. attached mm -hmm. to all that we're doing, yes. the body often goes from anxiety to panic. And it's a very, it's hard to delineate. Right. Is it a heart attack or am I having chest pains and problems breathing? But the, the warning is, if you are in fact having symptoms, you need to address these. You, you can't do. sleep them under the rug. Right. So right. what did you do? Well, I, I definitely called my doctor, okay, and I went in and had all of the testing done. I had uh, ultrasounds. I had stress tests. I had blood work gone, and everything was negative. And I have seen panic attacks in the past and with other people, with friends and colleagues, and this was not really similar to that, mm -hmm. but I think, and this is important really to to talk about is that I think we all as individuals manifest symptoms differently. And um, I have never had a symptom like that before. But you did not ignore it. No, I did not. So recognizing that our bodies mm -hmm. sometimes do tell us to yes. wake up and pay right. attention. Right. And if in fact an individual is having symptoms, it's, you know, the hope is before we get to that yes. place, are we asking ourselves, questions mm -hmm. um, that are effective for our own well-being. Right. Am I living truthfully? What are my truest priorities? Mm -hmm. um, I had shared with you that I had participated in the um, Milton Erickson Psychotherapy Conference mm -hmm. in California. And Dr. Seligman, who is the father of positive psychology, said that for us to cultivate well-being, we need certain pillars consistently in our lives. If yes. we are all into work, mm -hmm. and that's all that your focus is, if that's your pillar, it makes you very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. 
And I personally was vulnerable because after going through all of the workup, all of the testing, mm -hmm. all of the doctor's appointments, everything, it came down to one primary thing that was, was bothering me, that was leading to all those symptoms. Do you know what it was? Mm -mm. Is I had lost sight of me. I had no time for me. I had not set aside time. I did not do anything that really, that quiet time that makes me whole. And my doctor actually led me down that path and helped me to see that. And now I, I do. I, I am determined that for my family, my friends, for myself, I need to take that time. That time is not selfish. That time is necessary. You know, it's very interesting. Oftentimes when I start working with an individual, there is this question, mm -hmm. if I am taking this time for nurturing and yes. nourishing myself, is right. it selfish? Yes, and I have been brought, well, brought up, I, I have been conditioned, let's put it that way, uh, that taking personal time, I felt like I was being lazy, that I, uh, selfish, like you were saying, but I'm realizing now that it is not selfish, it is absolutely necessary. So what does that look like for you? That looks like for me is the things that make my heart sing, I need to set aside time during the week to do. And what for me, and everyone out there, it's, I can imagine it's gonna be different for different mm -hmm. people. For me, it's writing. Getting my thoughts out of my head and onto paper and writing and sitting in a nice quiet place, a garden or outside or doing something like that, mm -hmm. that makes my heart sing. So I'm setting aside time to do those type of things. And in a practical way, what does that look like? If, if the day is unfolding, mm -hmm. if the week is unfolding, what does that look like? How does that play in for you? Yeah, in I'm, a practical way. Are you calend putting it on your calendar? Is it first thing? You know what? I do put it on my calendar. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. My personal calendar, I do ha set aside time. Yeah. Um, you have to actually put it in your calendar, especially when you're trying to, Absolutely. you know, uh, you know, put everything together because if and we did this, didn't we? Even with what we're doing, we Absolutely. had to put it on the calendar because if you don't, yeah. you know what it does is it makes you accountable. It does. Mm -hmm. And this is one thing I think we would encourage for our right. viewers, for our listeners, is that for us to be able to take that time, mm -hmm. being responsible for our well-being so that we can actually show up to right. be good for other people. And I, we've said this in the past, if we're on a plane, and they say we're losing air pressure and the oxygen drops down. The suggestion is, not the suggestion, they tell you, put the oxygen on yourself first. Yes. Then you are capable of being able to support and help those around you. And I think for most of us, particularly women, that this conditioning is that we should be able to be all things for all people. But you have to love yourself first. Loving yourself doesn't mean being lazy mm -hmm. or selfish. It means a nurturing yourself, being a good example yes. to the other women in your life that you're capable of caring enough for yourself to be able to care for others. I agree. And along those lines, you know, sitting with my doctor, we were talking about all the lab results and the test results and all of that. And what really hit home for me and what really made it very clear that I needed to make changes is she outlined what would happen down the road. And what if did I, she say? She said that if you don't pay attention, you don't make changes now, what will happen, this is what will happen with your body. 
and she talked about the heart, she talked about the lungs, she talked about conditions like diabetes and that type of thing. And then she said, let's take it a step further, how does that impact your family? Mm-hmm. There's no question. I mean, when you put it that way, when it, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's more than just about you, isn't it? <laughs> and we go back to this idea of we are here for a very short period of time. What can we do yes. to live our best life? And unless you put fuel in the car, mm-hmm. unless you nourish this body right. appropriately. Um, but it's very easy, and we all know. I know firsthand what it's like to get caught up in what you're doing. Sometimes you can feel like, oh, this is going well, or not, regardless. The engagement with it, it is a matter of building enough pillars mm-hmm. to support well-being. Yes, yes. and. I, I think I was scared. I think I was scared, mm. you know, yeah. at failing at that balance. And that was partly why I did not really focus on me. You know, I did feel like I was selfish in a way. And uh, I realize now that it really is not. It's really a necessity. And so I'm addressing that fear, addressing that fear. And even in the couple weeks that I have been making changes, working out more, eating better, cooking meals, you know, that type of thing, I am living more related to the topic at hand. Mm -hmm. So fear Mm -hmm. is really the thing that gave you the wake-up call. It did. Fear was definitely the wake-up call. So in that respect, I know we talk about fear as being a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. It's not. Well, it can be a motivator. Mm -hmm. It can be. Yes. Um, But fearing that the business won't go well or fearing that... um, our engagement in our personal lives. Those are the things sometimes that prevent us yes. from doing what we really need to do to nourish ourselves as well. Right, right. So at this point, I think we're going to take a break. We're going to, uh, for a, a message from our sponsor, and when we come back, how about we talk a little bit what it means to really care for ourselves. Okay. okay. Hello everyone, my name is Frank Morano, CEO of Microgerm Defense. And I'm Amin Rai, Vice President. We represent a team of professionals dedicated to keeping your car germ-free. Microgerm Defense is an EPA-approved, non-toxic, antimicrobial coating that is effective against bacteria, viruses, fungi, mold, and algae. For more information, email us at info at microgermdefense.com or call 1-855-282-3338. The world may be messy, but with microgerm defense, we can help keep your car germ-free. So we are back, and I just, what does taking care of you mean to you, Linda? You know, it's really interesting. We're talking about this idea of balance, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes when I'm teaching, If you break that word up, and maybe we can put it up on the screen, is the word imbalance, if you separate it, it says, I'm balanced. Yes. And this idea of balance is the consistency of being aware of how do we recover, how do we come back into balance, because balance is momentary. You know, stand on one leg, and you know that the brain is constantly working to come back into that center spot. So for me, Mm -hmm. it is a practice it is not a perfect. Um, for me, the idea of self-care yes. is having self-awareness. Right. 
I attempt to have some form of schedule where in the morning I meditate. Yes. I do some form. I try to do about 15 minutes of a physical practice, and it's yoga right. for the most part. Um, taking care of myself means trying to eat responsibly, mm -hmm. not always yes. perfectly, right. um, but giving myself permission not to be rigid. And I think that that is part of my practice, is yes. this idea of emotional regulation and flexibility, being able to um, move through fear mm -hmm. yes. rather than around it. Right. Um, and it is living, I think, truthfully, trying to ensure that the pillars of my life, whether it be my relationships, yes. my sense of accomplishment, both professionally and personally, um, this year, one of my goals is to bring more joy and flourishing into my life. Is I that think right? I'm going to take some dance classes. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That's fun. But, but to live holistically, mm -hmm. I think, is bringing in different parts of the rainbow. Right. I like the concept of bringing in different parts of the rainbow. Uh, for me, balance is getting back to nature. I feel whole when I'm out in nature. Uh, this last weekend, I uh, went to a butterfly garden, and can I tell you, with all the butterflies around me, actually, I'll put, put some up here, um, it was just magical, and that makes my heart sing. I'm also cooking, nutrition. I was realizing that, oh my goodness, my diet, although I don't eat bad, I was just not eating, which is not a good thing yeah. either. Not a good thing either. And the third thing, the most important thing, is I'm taking some quiet time and that's when I get back to nature and that really makes a difference for me. I think yes. that quiet time, that contemplation time, and right. I think for all of us it is important. We need to hear what the mental chatter is saying right? because it's often unkind, it's mean, and it's yes. thoughtless yes. that you should be doing more. Right. And you know I often say when you should, you should all mm -hmm. over yourself. Right. That you should be this, you should be that. Spend some quiet time. Right. Meditation, I think you get to hear yes. the noise. Right. And whether it's in nature or a walk or just taking some time, carving out some time, is really, right. really imperative. I agree. I agree 100%. So, you know, for all you viewers out there, I, I think this has been a very engaging topic and very serious because the concept of balance, whether it's real or not, I mean, we all struggle with it. And uh, I would like to leave all of you with one important concept. When I was sitting in the doctor's office and she was telling me what could happen if I don't take care of myself, she gave me one word of advice mm -hmm. that has really helped me, believe it or not, on my list of things to do every day. And I encourage you all to do this as well. On my list of things that I have to do, she has me write in big bold letters on the top, prioritize my health. I love that. So when I look at my list, it's right there, and then I know that I need to jump to right to that, that, that walk that I need to do, or making that juice with my new juicer, or mm -hmm. just taking a time to walk with nature. So I think, bottom line, we would encourage you to put your well-being on the list first. Well-being is holistic. It's finding quiet time to contemplate what is most important and meaning for you. This is about living with meaning and yes, purpose. Absolutely. Meaning and purpose. And Which how do important. we combine the two to be able to live a whole and full life so that we can enjoy all the parts of the rainbow. Absolutely. 
So this has been a segment, another segment of Fear Less, Live More. I'm Dr. Shelley Plum. And I'm Linda Janis. Until next time, fear less and live more.